Hi, everybody. Mike Hancock here, the chairman of the Circle of Excellence Group, and welcome to our Global Intelligence Update. Today, we're going to talk about something I call the 12 Tones of Wealth. And firstly, the first thing we need to do in this is we need to understand the word wealth. So what does wealth mean? Well, it doesn't really mean money. Wealth is everything else that you have around you. So it's sort of what you're left with if you lose all your money. So it's your networks, it's your knowledge, it's your lifestyle, it's the way in which you see the world. All of those type of things are going to make up the wealth of what makes up you. And so as we look at this today, we're going to actually start to understand, in fact, how to put together a system that's going to help you when you're facing certain crises in your business. So this system is gonna help you with crises or areas where you're stuck. So I often use this myself when I get a little bit stuck on something, then I look at the root cause of that sticky place and then I bring in the 12 tones of wealth. So I wanna kick this off by asking you guys this question, feel free to go to the chat and let me know. How do you know where you're at at any point in time? How do you know where you're at in any point in time? And yes, believe it is based on music, not so much a musical scale, but we're going to get into that a little bit. So when you look at your life or your business at any point in time, how do you know where you're at? How do you know if it's good, if it's bad? Let's see what we've got coming through. How you feel. Okay, Christina, so that's good. So it's sort of like a thermometer for you if you, you either feel great or you feel not so great or maybe you feel resourceful or unresourceful. Would that be it? And Chris says, how I wake up. I check my mind. Stable is good. Uh, your feelings are a compass. That's very good. You judge it by how you feel about your life, uh, Pam, and your level of happiness. And Christine, your perception, sometimes by measurements. Okay, so sometimes we have measurements, i.e. we might have a financial goal and, you know, we say, okay, it's the middle of the year, so we should be halfway through that financial goal. That can be a good idea. So here's the interesting thing is most people don't have a precise compass or test to see where they're at. So it can be a little bit random in the zone, says Linda, or harmony. These things are not wrong and they're good things, but think of it like checking your blood pressure. You might go, oh, I'm feeling good, but then you go and check your blood pressure and suddenly it's either up or down or from where it should be and go, I wonder why that is. So there's an underlying something that's sitting below you that hasn't quite surfaced yet. So this is why measuring things are quite good, but there's nothing wrong with your feelings and your intuition. It actually is the first place in which you should start. So that's a good place to start with your feelings, but also to have some different checks and balances, as Christine says, some different measurements so that you can actually measure that as best you can. So maybe they are targets from a business sense, but maybe it's not revenue targets. Maybe it's connections targets. Maybe it's the targets of the number of interviews that you've had or the number of pitches you've actually done because you may not get every pitch straight away. Maybe it's a target of how many new people you've met 
or how many, for us, how many events we might have run or something like that. So having those three or four measurement points plus your own personal feelings are going to help you know where you're at because we have days, even if things are going well, where we feel down and we have days, even if things are going well, where we feel super up. So it's a combination of a few of those things. So here's my next question for you. Again, back to the chat. Boy, this guy's fingers are skinny. But once we know, how do we know what to do? So once you know where you're at, and let's assume here, obviously, if you're at, if you go, I'm doing great and everything's fantastic, that's a good thing. But if you're feeling sort of mediocre or somewhere in the middle and not so sure, how do you know what to do? Let me ask you that question. So let's jump back into the chat and let's see what comes up with that. Okay, we've got our first person coming in. Ah, that's great, Caroline. You focus on the four Gs. The four Gs, getting, grooming, growing, and going for gold. Fantastic. I really want to applaud you for that because that's a really good way to do this. <laughs> Call Mike Hancock. Mike Hancock may be asleep. That's a good one, Pam. Okay, great. Um, just apply the antidote we know. So, Philippe, just so the rest of us, because we don't know the antidote, what's your antidote? Share, share the secret antidote that you have. <laughs> so call Mike Hancock. Let's chop that one out. Okay, I should have. Can you delete a chat from the chat comment there? So how do you know what to do? And it, it's interesting because, you know, for Caroline here, she's got a very clear what to do is the four G. So in other words, once you know where you're at, things are mediocre. Am I focusing on doing the right things right? That's really what she's saying. Or am I currently slipping into focusing on doing the wrong things right or spending my all my time doing certain things that may not necessarily um, be useful for me? Whereas others of us, we I can tell by the number of comments that I've got just simply in the chat from all of you, maybe we're not too sure. So that's what this is about this morning. And I don't doubt that on average, people across the planet, they sort of go, oh, where's my day at? I don't really want to think about it because I don't really know what to do. I'm a little bit stuck. Um, maybe I'll just go chat on social media for a while. And that tends to be one of the things that people do to, or I'll just go make a coffee or I'll just give up. And that's happening these days as well. So the answers, folks, are around us. The answers are everywhere. Now, I'm not going to get into a discussion about animal totems this morning, but it's when we've got, when we're feeling a little bit stuck, that it's really time for us to become more aware of our surroundings. So thank you, Philippe. It is a nice cat, very nice cat. So what's happening and what's going on around us? Maybe it's just because it's winter, you know, it's 10 degrees today where I am. I don't really operate that well in 10 degrees. So I'm not assuming that today I'm going to be the most positive version of Mike, although I'm feeling pretty positive at the moment. But I know that if it was 30 degrees, I'd be feeling, you know, really great today because I'm already feeling in a great mood. So there's different things around us. There's different answers that happen around us. Maybe you're driving around, you see a number plate or a billboard that helps you or an animal pops up, or a phone call comes in that you weren't expecting, or there's a page in your book that you have got getting an answer for or some guidance from. 
So look for some of the universal answers that are around you. Because what we do is we underestimate the patterns that nature and the world gives us. And I thought I'd choose the elements to describe that to you and also some of the platonic solids there, which um, all fit into the flower of life, as you can see, but we're not here to talk about the platonic solids today because that is a big, big, big discussion. But they're the geometric patterns that make up most of what we do on a day daily basis and most of what we have. So let's move on. Today, I wanna to talk about one pattern and that pattern is music because Einstein said, that music and mathematics are the only two pure sciences that exist in the world. And I wanna look at the 12 tones of wealth and you're seeing them here because these tones, each of them relate to a note in music. And in music, we have 12 notes. We have A, A sharp, B, C, C sharp, D, D sharp, E, F, F sharp, G, G sharp, and back to the A. Now, whether I want to do that in flats or sharps, they're the same thing. So these 12 tones we're gonna to dig into and have a look at each of them individually. Let's start with your profile. This is really what makes up you, whatever profiling system you wanna use, whether it's Myers-Briggs, Wealth Dynamics, something simple, Enneagram, whatever it is, this is the type of person that you are. Whether you're a driver, somebody who likes to get things done, which is very much like me, whether you're the entertainer, somebody who's incredibly sociable, which is more like Landy, okay, whether you're amiable, somebody who's a strong relationship builder, and, you know, we've got plenty of those on the call today, or whether you're more analytical and like to get stuck into the facts and figures. The idea here is that you have to understand yourself, you have to understand what clients you work best with, and you also have to understand what people you work best with in your team and where your team is missing. So if I look at our team, we have drivers, we have entertainers, we have amiables, and we have analyticals. So we have all of the four profiles that exist in our team. Sometimes it's frustrating for me because amiables simply want to build relationships without getting to the point too much and analyticals want to look at everything in 10 times detail, whereas I just want to get a result. And Landy wants to do that socially. So, you know, that can be frustrating. It can be frustrating for her that I just want to get results and I don't necessarily want to do social stuff. So we have to understand this. We have to understand more about ourselves. And one of the questions that I often get asked when I'm being interviewed is, what sort of is the reason that entrepreneurs fail? And I would say that over 90% of the reason entrepreneurs fail is because they don't know who they are. They actually know what they do quite well, but they don't know who they are. So thank you for putting up that link there. That was really great to a previous session. The next tone is your unique ability. This is something that you do where your passion and your competence meet. When it becomes extreme, it becomes your X factor and, and you literally stand out from others on the planet. But we all have different unique abilities. Maybe it's your ability to cook. Maybe it's your ability to speak. Maybe it's your ability to play a musical instrument. Maybe it's your ability to listen. 
We all have these things, but most of us pass them off as like, oh, I'm just, you know, yeah, it's just a bit of a thing that I do. That's not true. If you took your top five or six unique abilities, they are going to help you become the most extremely unique individual that there is, and there'll be nobody else like you that has your fingerprint on the planet. So if I take some of my unique abilities, which are also essences in many respects, one of them is music, one of them is speaking, one of them is writing, one of them is ancient wisdom. So if I just take those four and a fifth one I'll put in is travel, which is an essence of mine, and put those five things together, that makes me pretty unique. There may be somebody else on the planet who has all those five, but I don't know them. So when you've got that, you start to become a very, very unique being. So looking at your five, maybe just go to the chat for me and type down for me, what are some of your unique abilities that you feel that you have? Again, mine are ancient wisdom, music, travel, ability to speak and ability to write. Some of them are more proficient in, like speaking, and some of them I've got much deeper interest in, like music, travel, and ancient wisdom. What about you? Christina says love, adventure, learning, parenting, and writing. So when you combine those, that makes you pretty unique, Christina, because there's not too many people that would probably put writing, parenting, and adventure together, let alone love and learning. Philippe says creative, curious, meditative, business orientated, and the ability to cook a great chocolate mousse. And we know about you and chocolate. Stephanie says empowering, teaching, travel, love, and sharing. And Caroline says speak, write, listen, cook, and parenting. And of course, you're missing a big one there too, Caroline, which is something that's been a, a big part of your past and you probably shouldn't ignore as well. So we all have these different unique abilities and they're great that we have them. Then number three is legacy. I see a couple more of you put some things in the chat. I'll get to that in a second. Legacy is the third tone. This is about your focus on your purpose and what you want to be known for. And I always look at legacy from this perspective. And maybe we'll ask this of you as well And when we go to the chat. And anybody who thinks that they know the answer to this, pop it in the chat if you're willing to share. What would you like your grandchildren to share about you to their grandchildren? The reason why that question, because the quality of life comes down to the quality of your questions, the reason why that question is so prominent is because most of you will get to meet your grandchildren, but so they will know you personally, but most of you will never get to meet their grandchildren. So what are they going to tell their grandchildren when they're 60 years old that about you. Go to the chat and pop that in. Let's have a look at some other unique abilities while we're doing that. Okay, so Christina loves chocolate mousse and she wants that chocolate mousse recipe there, Philippe, so make sure you've got that one. Brad says, family, empathy, music, deeper truths and teaching. Very nice. Rauda, hi from Scotland, Glasgow. You're in Glasgow today, so that's a, a, a really lovely place. I love Glasgow. So 
such a stunning cultural place, especially that massive big church um, right up there on the hill, which I can't remember the name of at the moment. She says relationship building, solving problems, coaching, loving, and serving. Arnie says ancient wisdom, mentoring, writing, traveling, and speaking. Christina, philosophy, cultures, dreams, processes, and connection. The best grandparent ever. Not a bad thing as a le legacy to have. Is there anybody who's got anything else? Oh, Arnie says a trailblazer. That's fantastic, Arnie. And of course, we can get into this and decide what a trailblazer is and all of those things. If anyone else has any other legacies that they want to pop up there, feel free to do that. Then there's goals. So goals is the next of the 12 tones. And of course, we all understand what is SMART goals. So it's specific, measured, um, whatever the A stands for, I can't remember now, realistic and time frame. Somebody will tell me the A, I'm sure. Uh, achievable, there you go, I remembered it. And then of course, don't not have big goals. Big goals are super important. You know, don't look at just saying, oh, I would love to increase my business by 25% next year. Why don't you increase it by 200%? That's a big goal. If you aim for 200, you're quite likely to at least get 50. In fact, we just finished doing a survey over the weekend of various Circle of Excellence members and others from around the world. The average increase in their businesses in the last 12 months was 68%. So it's very achievable to do that. So goals, let's come back and have a look at somebody else on legacy. Pam says she shared knowledge and helped people have the quantum leap in their life. That's beautiful, Pam, well done. And next one is environment. Environment means the mental environment, the physical environment, the emotional environment, and the spiritual environment. So it's not just the physical environment about where you are now, whether you're in Sweden or whether you're in Germany or whether you're in Dublin or whether you're in Glasgow, Prouder. It's about the environment that goes on within your life, your personal mental environment, which can be resourceful or unresourceful depending on where you're at at the moment. The physical environment, whether you like the ocean, whether you like the desert, whether you like the, the forests or whether you like the mountains, they're the four physicalities the emotional environment in which you um, are involved at the moment. And of course, the spiritual environment as well. That covers your beliefs, that covers uh, your spiritual enlightenment and where you are on that journey, your consciousness and all of those things. Then we have your board. Now your board means the people advising you and they should have an a variety of skill sets. Um, so having a variety of skill sets is going to be really important for the people that advise you. If those people only have one or two skill sets, you're in trouble. We're about to get deep on this. So we're, we're probably halfway through looking at the 12 tones. And then we're going to go in. And I'm going to show you a system. You're going to want to take a screenshot when we get to that or a few screenshots maybe because you'll want to learn this, script, this system. It's very, very useful to have around you. Rauda says, going back to legacy, she was bold to start and grow a charity to sponsor a million students, medical and IT globally. That's a big, big legacy. Let's move on to network. We're talking about the size of your network, the similarity of the people in your network. 
In other words, the connectiveness of your network, how you connect with them and how active that network is in the connection between you and them. You know, we have a lady who came to one of our masterminds about a month ago, I guess, in Cape Town. I remembered her because she came to a mastermind about three years ago in Cape Town. The reason I remembered her is she didn't mention this this time, but she has a database of 200,000 people. And she's stuck at the moment. I asked her, don't you have a database of 200,000 people? She said, yes. I said, what have you done with it? She said, I haven't contacted them in a year. I don't know what to say to them anymore. That's not being active. So you have to be active with these people. Then the next one is strategy. Everyone needs a business strategy. Strategy, I can put down to being these three things to keep it simple. What's your mission? What's your vision? What's your values? They will drive your strategy and sit behind your strategy. Then there is your team. So that's the spread of expertise in your team, the spread of different profiles in your team, having great skills, and making sure that that team is on site and on a journey with you, whether they're in-house or whether they're outsourced. Some of you are going to say, but I don't have a team. My answer would be, do you have an accountant? Yes, then they're on your team. Okay, do you have Mike and Landy? Yes, then they're on your team. So what are the spread of skills? What are the spread of profiles? And making sure that your team are on side with you. Couple more, motivation. This is the motivation formula right there. Motivation equals reward divided by effort. So how motivated you are on any given day is relative to the amount of reward you feel you're going to get for the effort you have to put in. Here's a simple analogy. If I ask you to run 100 kilometers, and if you run that 100 kilometers, I'm going to give you $1 per kilometer, your motivation level is going to be pretty low. But if I ask you to run 100 kilometers, and I'm going to give you $10,000 a kilometer, your motivation is super high. So motivation equals the amount of reward that we're offering to ourselves divided by the amount of effort that it takes us to get to put in to get that reward. So if your reward is small and your effort is high, you're not going to be very motivated. But if your reward is substantial, even if your effort is substantial, you're going to be motivated. So make sure you remember that, even write it down or take a screenshot of it because that's an important one for you to remember. Then leverage. How you magnify or multiply what you do is one of the greatest assets to you in business. So we're talking about the 12 tones of wealth here, the 12 things that help, can help you create your wealth. And then lastly is your system, the A to Z of doing what you do, right from getting that prospect to making that sale to taking that customer on that journey to building and expanding that business. You have to flow chart that out. We did an exercise with people this weekend at an event on flow charting out a bit of their system. And you have to take that flow chart and turn it into a manual so that you have an operating system for your business. Ours exists primarily online and we're constantly thinking about updating it. And from time to time, we do update it. 
making sure that every six months or so, we make sure that we capture things that are new in our system and put them in there. So that way you can understand your system. So now let's take these 12 tones and let's have a look at them in a different way. As I said before, we have a all the 12 notes down the bottom there. You can see them A, A sharp, B, C, C sharp, D, D sharp, E, F, F sharp, G, G sharp, A. That's the 12 notes of the musical scale as we know it today, designed all those years ago by Pythagoras. But because we're starting with A, because it's the start of the alphabet, that's the only reason I decided to do that. I'm gonna look at what they call an A major scale in music. Now there are minor scales, diminutive scales, um, major seventh scales, there are all sorts of different scales in music, but primarily the one that is used the most and the one that is simplest for musicians and simplest to understand as listeners and to be involved with is a major scale. So in the major scale, in any scale, you have eight notes. So it starts with the A and it finishes with the A. So that's when you go up the octave, you can see it there. But if you look at the picture on the top there, you'll see it goes from A to B. So it misses the second note, which is why I've got it in the red. And then it goes to C sharp. So every note I've got in the red below that, so A sharp, C, D sharp, F and G, is not in an A major scale they don't really count. So they'll be in other scales, but if you're gonna play an A major scale, they are not really going to count. So what's a major scale? Here's the one that we all learned in school. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, di, do. Okay, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, di, do. You get it? So that's a major scale. So this is the basis of music. Music is based on vibration. Vibration is the fundamental basis of quantum physics. All matter comes from light, all light comes from sound. We are nothing but music. The planet is nothing but music. So now we're gonna take this and we're gonna look at a methodology using the terminologies that we've looked at before to show you how to remove stuckness in your business. Firstly, you are going to have some root cause of being stuck. Now, it could be you're stuck around who you are. That's the profile. It may be you're stuck around your unique ability and what they are. And I don't think many of you are because we've got a lot of good comments in the chat. Maybe you're stuck around your purpose and what you want to leave behind. That's often the case. Maybe you're stuck around having really dug into your goals. Maybe you haven't even done a goal setting exercise for a long, long time. Maybe that's an issue. Maybe you're stuck around the environment, the environment of your mind, the spiritual, the mental, the, the physical, the emotional aspect of it. Or maybe it's something within that. Maybe it's the physical environment. You don't like living in, you know, Bintan anymore. Maybe it's your board. Maybe you're not feeling that the quality of people that you've got around you to advise you is at the level that you want. Hopefully that doesn't include us. Maybe... It's your network. You feel that your network's lagging or that it's just not producing what you want at the moment. Maybe you're struggling with your strategy and you just don't feel that you've got the right mission or the right vision at the moment. Or maybe you just don't have a mission, vision and values and therefore you don't have a solid strategy. Maybe your team are just not right. Maybe they're not performing or 
you can't find the right ones or something like that. Maybe your motivation sucks at the moment. Maybe you've got all the value in the world, but you've been unable to focus on leveraging that value to magnify it or multiply it. Or maybe your overall system is just falling apart and just not right. So what I'm going to show you now is I'm going to show you the major chord. So if you listen to music, music is made up of notes. Notes go into scales. Scales go into a chord. And I'm going to look at um, a very simple chord that we're going to look at. Well, I'm going to pick one for you, and we're going to go into that. But a chord is made up of the third note in the scale and the fifth note in the scale along with the root, which is what it is. So in a C, it will be C, G, and E. So they will be the, um, the third. The third is the E, and the fifth is the G, okay? So let's have a look when we bring those in. What you're looking at is everything here in the model, but I wanted you to focus on the yellow parts. So if we take profile as an example, the third note is environment and the fifth note is strategy. So I mentioned the C before, so goals is a C. If we look at down there, strategy down, down here is an E. So that's why strategy's there. And if we go down to the G, it's leverage. That's why leverage is there, okay? So I know this is complex. Feel free to take a screenshot. We're going to go through it in some detail. As I said, I haven't shared this for a while. I don't think any of you have ever seen this, but this is a really, really super useful tool. So feel free to take your screenshot and in five seconds, four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second, we're going to move on. So now we've got rid of that. We're going to look at the third and the fifth. So I'm going to take goals. I'm going to come down here and go to C. So if you're struggling with your goals at the moment, these are the two things that you must focus on to really get your goals in shape. You must look at your overall strategy. In other words, what's your mission? at the moment, what's your big picture vision? So some of those big picture visions are in your legacy. Somebody might say, "I my bigger vision is that I want to um, help a million people around the world. That's my vision. So now we need to break that down into a little bit of strategy. So, okay, what's some of your missions? What's a mission that you can do in the next couple of months that can get you closer to there? What's the values that you're aligned with to do that? And then, how are you going to use leverage? How are you going to magnify or multiply what you have based on the strategy that you've got to get closer to your goals? So I'm really just focusing here. That would be the very least that you can do. And as a quick thing, even if you get stuck right on a day and you're concerned about something like I might say, okay, my network, let's go to D-sharp here. My network is just not where I, sh I should have it. So I'll need to focus on my leverage so I'm not magnifying or multiplying enough so people aren't being attracted to me enough. I'm not creating enough attraction. That's why my network's not there. And one of the things in attraction is to make sure I'm really unique. So if I look at some of those things that you guys wrote down before, but they're fantastic things. So I can take my uniqueness 
and I can take that uniqueness as, um, you know, my ability to speak, my ability to write, my understanding of ancient wisdom, my understanding of music, and my ability to travel, and I can package that into something that I can leverage or magnify or multiply, and that's going to help me build my network. And it might only take me a week to do that. I might be able to, for instance, do a webinar and go and put it out on all social medias on what makes you unique and talk about how to be unique for people. And that might help me leverage and I might build my network by a couple of hundred people that week. So this is how this thing works. Let's have a look now at going across. I'll firstly go back for you. And now we're gonna go across a note. So this is C. So this is exactly what you should do if you wanna do the expanded attribution of understanding how to improve your goals more. So you have a problem with your goals. In other words, you don't think that they're big enough or maybe you feel they're too big. Maybe you haven't thought them through enough. Maybe they're all over the place. Where do you go once you've got to that? First place you go is you go to your board. Who's on your board? People like Mike and Landy, people like your accountant, people like other trusted advisors you have, confidants, et cetera. And you start to talk about your goals with the people on your board. And you ask them to help you hone those goals into a handful of really awesome goals that make sense when they're put together. Now you have that. Now you can take that and start to build out strategies, missions for each of those goals, visions for each of those goals actions for each of those goals. Then you can take those and you can start to talk to your team about those goals. And you can start to say, wow, actually team member A is so, gonna be so much better at helping me get to this goal than I can do myself. So I really wanna help them and get them empowered to start working here. Then team member B is like this. Or, gee, I don't have a team member that can help me in this area. So I need to start developing. I need to look for that missing link that I've got in my business there. It can really help those things stand out. Then how can I leverage those strategies and those teams to actually get me more earlier or faster or even more stuff for my goals, particularly if it's a financial goal? How can I leverage my team, my strategy, my board to actually start to get me more towards that goal. Then who do I need to become? How do I need to um, morph and change to be more in line with that goal, to be able to be the person that steps into that goal easily? You know, I can't tell you, and you, those of you that are coaches on the call deal with this as well, how big imposter syndrome is on the planet. And one of the biggest reasons why is people have a goal, but they don't feel that they deserve that goal. So how do you need to change in order for you to actually really ascertain that goal? And then if you've got that goal and achieve it, what's your legacy that comes out of that goal? And then we move back to the start again, which is now you should have and move to a higher degree of goals. So hopefully you can see how that works. So. Let's look at this in its totality now, and let's pick out any one of these that anybody is dealing with at the moment, and let me give you some insight on how this works. 
So feel free to go to the chat and give me one of these that you may be dealing with at the moment and let me pull it uh, apart for you so you can understand how this works. Now, I know there's a lot of words on here and I know there's a lot of interpretation on here as well. But the idea behind the 12 tones of wealth is to give you a track to run on and what to look at next. So if you're gonna do a short version and we were talking about goals, I'd be looking at the strategy and the leverage. That's the short version. That's gonna go a long way to getting me to where I wanna go. But if I do the longer version, I'm gonna be looking at my board, my strategy, my team, my leverage, my profile, my legacy, and my goals. So we've got a couple up here. Let's just deal with these couple here. So uh, Melanie says motivation, okay. So we've got, uh, let's just, we might just have time to deal with two. Uh, motivation and network. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, uh, Arnie. Feel free to reach out to me personally and I can send your voice note on it. So, um, oops, let me just see what those were again. Motivation, okay. So motivation for those of you is the F sharp. It's down here, third from the bottom. One of the reasons that you don't feel motivated from time to time is that your system is broken. So what that means is that you're constantly chasing your tail and becoming overwhelmed rather than having a smooth system. So the biggest part you have to look at is your system. That would be the first part. And obviously with motivation, you can hack it by moving into working more on your unique ability, which is in the third column. So you can hack motivation by, you know, if I'm having a down day, all I have to do is go and start talking about ancient wisdom and that I'll feel more motivated, right? Or if I'm having a down day traveling, I don't have down days when I travel, right? So if I'm traveling, I'm hacking into parts of my unique ability. But system is one of the biggest things that causes a lack of motivation. The system is broken. Then let's just go to column five because I want to hack this first. So if I was demotivated, I would start to operate more in my unique ability and I would start to look at my environment, my physical, my spiritual, my mental and my emotional environment because it's probably a combination of all of those as the reason why you feel demotivated. And particularly if you feel demotivated um, a lot, then you're dealing with a lot of those different environments. And, you know, we said to people during COVID, get out, go for a walk. You can't be creative behind a white wall, okay? Staring into a laptop with a white wall behind it. That's not the right environment. You know, if you're unhappy, literally walk. It's actually impossible to be unhappy while you're walking. Now, my good friend, Don Tolman, who's the uh, one of the world's leading whole foods and natural healing gurus told me that 20 years ago. And I've tried it many times when I felt unhappy. He's right. You just don't feel unhappy. So change your environment and that will motivate you. But let's have a look at the system now. So motivation, then focus on system, focus on unique ability. Focus on your bigger goals, your life purpose, your legacy. When, when you bring that in, you start to get more motivated and then ask yourself the question, what can I do today to move that forward? Look at your environment. Possibly your network isn't right. So in other words, you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people and the wrong team. And your team members may be demotivated as well. So you need to work on those. So that's the, the motivation one. Let's go to Stephanie's one. 
which was network. And let's have a look at that. Network is D sharp here. It's about halfway down the page. I'm circling it with the cursor at the moment. So let's hack it first. So network, if your network's not where it is, you need to look at how you can leverage. In other words, how you can magnify or multiply your brand or your personal brand. So you need some strategies and structures to do that. But this also comes down to you have to um, look at what makes you unique and that's what you have to leverage because that's what's going to attract people to you. Now, unless you're prepared to spend thousands of dollars on this, you may not necessarily um, create thousands of new people in a network because of doing this, but you might create 10 people around you that can bring you to thousands of people. Now let's look at it in more detail. So if your network's not good, your team has a network and you should be tapping into the network of your team and looking at them. I've discussed leverage, which is magnifying or multiplying, but then you need to look at a constant system for building network. Maybe it's webinars, maybe it's that you sit on LinkedIn for half a day and invite people to your network. What's your system? Okay, maybe half an hour, not half a day. But I mean, LinkedIn will allow you to invite 20 people a day to your, to your network. Let's say a third of them join you. So let's make it easy. Let's say it's six people a day. That's 30 people a week. That's 120 people a month. That's over 1,000 people a year. That's 1,500 people a year if you do that religiously just half an hour a day, inviting people to your network. That can really help you. That's how system works. Unique ability we've discussed. Set goals for developing your network in the short term, over the next month, over the next three months, that type of thing. And go to your board and advisors and ask them where you should tap into that could be a great place for you to to start building your network. When you do that, you will obviously build your network much stronger. So, okay, thank you, Melanie. So with that, that is the 12 tones of wealth. I'm really interested in grabbing any questions you may have. I'm interested in your feedback on the system. I'm interested in how you can use it. And uh, if you want to stick up your hand and we'll go to the screen, I can see everybody there. And let's get some feedback on how you felt about the 12 tones of wealth. In the meantime, I'll relax, drink water, and look out at the ocean from the 10 degrees outside. Philippe, you like that system? Do you feel that you can use that? Yeah, definitely. This thing I've been pondering is leverage. I haven't been very good at that, so I need really to dive into that and see how I can build a better system to have better leverage. Right. So leverage is really about, firstly, it's about you. So you've got to work on your profile first, then working on your, your legacy, your, um, what you want to do with your life, then setting some very distinct goals for leverage, then coming to your advisors and asking for advice and help to leverage, then taking a strategy to leverage, and then obviously making sure that you're motivated enough to continue to do that day in and day out, because that's what's really going to make the difference. Thanks for your feedback. Did anybody else have their hand up or were there any other comments? Caroline. I was asking about leverage as well, or thinking about it. Is it always about multiplying or is it about making something more valuable? 
It's well, it's definitely always about multiplying or magnifying. They're the two ways in which you can leverage. So making something more valuable is a magnification strategy. So if you think of um, a movie star, for instance, there's no way Tom Cruise is going to say, um, okay, Top Gun 3 is coming out. Uh, you know, I'll get uh, somebody else to play Maverick, right? I'm not going to play Maverick anymore. Somebody else is going to be Maverick. I'm going to get, you know, Brad Pitt to play, play Maverick. It's not going to work. So it's about, with, a, with an actor, it's about making them bigger. It's about making them uh, look more important, look, you know, we get a lot in entrepreneurship today as well. It's about CEOs looking bigger. That's a magnification strategy. Multiplication is franchising, licensing, um, you know, having different events, things like that. But leverage is all about those two things. Router says 12 tons of diamond. That's nice. Uh, brilliant. Love the music analogy. Thanks, Brad. And thanks for clarifying. Folks, then I want to wish you all the best and uh, I look forward to seeing you on in the next month when I'm coming back to share some other interesting things that are a little bit off the track with what we normally do. Sean, great to see you here. Uh, we've got two people from Singapore today. Lovely to see everybody else here and uh, all the best. Remember that we do record these. So if you want to go back and look at this, um, go back and do so. But for those of you that didn't get the opportunity to um, to actually take a screenshot of the 12 tones of wealth. I'll just put it back up as we go out and say goodbye to everybody.